It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. Well, I hope your weekend was a good one and that your month of April was even better. And if you didn't have a great month, then we can correct that. Yes, today is Monday, May the 1st has turned up for us, and let's hope that it is a positive month. Talking of positives, well, sort of a little bit of positivity coming from the Australian housing market. It has shown some cautious signs of recovery. That is according to Domain's House Price Report, which was released last week, where House prices across the combined capital cities increased for the first time in a year, indicating a turning point for the market. But some are saying, hang on, don't get too excited because this is a multi-speed market with some cities growing much faster than others. Sydney, Adelaide and Perth are leading the way, while weaker conditions are evident in smaller capital cities like Canberra, Darwin and Hobart. The pace of growth is moderate, so we are going to find out more about this report this morning with Nicola Powell, the Senior Research Analyst from Domain this morning. Welcome, Nicola, to the 1st of May. Good morning. Thanks again for having me on. So here we are, brand new month, uh, just a few days back, you guys released this quarterly and just how much of an indicator is it uh, for the way that things might shake out for the rest of the year and is it the most important quarter? probably the most important point in this stage of the property cycle because we saw such significant declines in house prices in particular over the latter part of 2022. So I think what it really showcases is we really did reach a bit of a turning point in the first quarter of this year. Um, And it does suggest, as you mentioned, it is a multi-speed market, but it does suggest that we've got now some cities moving into a recovery. Other cities have stabilised. Um, where we are seeing weaker conditions in other uh, capital cities and those smaller ones, as you mentioned. So, look, it is certainly an important quarter, and I think particularly given what we saw late last year. So that's interesting, yeah. So we'll just wait and see how the other quarters go. And, of course, tomorrow you would know that it's an important day in terms of the RBA. Which way do you think it might swing? Absolutely an important day. I think, you know, we all look towards that first Tuesday of the month to see the outcome. And look, I am pretty optimistic that I do think that we'll see the RBA uh, make no change to the cash rate. When you're looking at that inflation figure, the quarterly figure of inflation is the slowest uh, since the end of 2021. And we've got annual inflation now coming off of its peak. So these are all good signs that will feed into the decision making that the RBA will do tomorrow. But I do think that it is likely to remain unchanged. And I guess the other thing to sort of factor into that as well is this whole lag effect. And, you know, the lag is catching up. There's more goodness, I guess you could say, in the lag. 
Absolutely, that lagged effect when it comes to uh, the cash rate changes. Obviously, it impacts new borrowers uh, almost instantly. As we know, in uh, the months ahead, we're, we're approaching that fixed rate cliff where we're going to see a lot of mortgage holders roll off of their ultra-low fixed rate home loans and onto this new mortgage environment. And we've got to remember that the cash rate is still at an 11-year high. And that has really weighed in heavily, not only on borrowing capacity, but it has escalated the cost of debt. And I think the RBA will be very aware of this fixed rate cliff and the impacts that that will have when people roll off those fixed rates and, and you know, how that will impact overall um, the, those inflation figures. All right, so we'll come back to Nicola in just a moment and we'll have a look at that Q1 report. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. We deliver the most property podcasts across Australia every week. Well, let's go back this morning to 2001 with the Aussie real estate market. It was a wild ride back in 2001. House prices were going up faster than a rocket and investors were snapping up properties left and right. But then, just like that, the market hit a brick wall. Interest rates rose and the demand dropped like a rock. Homeowners were left in a tough spot trying to sell their properties in a market that had gone cold. So that's a look back in 2001. How many years ago is that? That's like 22 years ago. If you're celebrating your birthday, well a brand new month, the 1st of May. Happy birthday to you if it is your birthday. You are sharing it with Tim McGraw, the country singer turning 56. Wes Anderson, the American film director, is 54. And Rita Coolidge, the singer is turning 78. I remember that song, All Time High. It was a song that was released with the James Bond movie back in the day, Octopussy. That might bring back a memory or two. We unpack all the important stuff so you're better informed. Know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. It's the main centre forecast. And let's check on the weather. Pretty good news because pretty much fine in the main centres. In Sydney, fine with a little bit of cloud cover in 22 as your forecast top. Melbourne expecting a sunny day with 18. Also, the sunshine is extended to Brisbane with 25. And in Perth today, blue skies with 24. Every morning from 6am across Australia, we deliver you the latest property news, commentary and predictions from Perth to Cairns and from Melbourne to Brisbane, seven days a week, only on The Real Estate Podcast. And we are back with Nicola Powell, the Senior Research Analyst from Domain, as we have a look at the report which was released a few days back, the March 2023 quarter. And Nicola, how does the current pace of quarterly growth in Sydney look compared to historical averages? So we have got prices rising again in Sydney and it's the first quarterly increase in house prices in a year for the Sydney housing market. And actually it's the most substantial gain that we've seen uh, since late 2021. So that current rise is 1.3% over the first three months of this year. But I always think it's important to put these figures into context of what's happened in the past. And we've got you know roughly about 30 years of uh, price data across our capital cities 
and drilling down also into the suburbs. But that current pace of increase in house prices at 1.3% is moderate compared to the historical average of periods of upswing where we would have tended to to have found a 2.8% increase. So, It is growing, but it's growing at a much more slower pace compared to what we normally would see during an upswing. This next question, you might have slightly answered it. Has the Sydney property market reached the end of the steepest downturn it's ever seen? The current data really does suggest that it has. Um, I think what we're likely to see, though, is we might see moderate growth, maybe a bit of sideways movement in in pricing overall for the Sydney housing market in the coming quarters. But when you have a look and you drill down into different areas of the Sydney property market, we tend to find that premium areas do lead price cycles. So what that basically means is they tend to see uh, deeper declines during a downturn, but they also see bigger upswings uh, when they are growing and they lead. So we tend to see those changes in market dynamics occur in those premium areas first. And what we've got is those premium areas of Sydney, which is eastern suburbs, city and inner south as some examples, were seeing a price recovery even late last year. And they're still improving over the first quarter of this year. So I think it really suggests that we have likely passed the bottom of the Sydney uh, downturn. And what about the trend in unit prices? How are they looking in Sydney? Again, another complete turnaround compared to what we were seeing over 2022. We saw unit prices increase um, over the first quarter of this year, you know, and that follows four consecutive quarters of decline. So, you know, a a vast turnaround um, in the unit market. So, you know, this is a bit of a unanimous thing for the Sydney housing market. We've got house and unit prices increasing uh, over the most recent quarter. Mm, Okay, let's turn our attention now to Melbourne. Are house prices currently at or close to the bottom of the price cycle there? We're seeing what I would describe as much more stable conditions across Melbourne's housing market. We saw house prices nudge ever so slightly lower over the first three months of the year, but really it was marginal. Um, And what we've seen really over the last six months in the Melbourne housing market is much more stabilised. Flatlined pricing is how I would describe it. And I think this provides much more balanced conditions uh, between buyers and sellers. So I think there are good opportunities depending upon which areas um, and whether you're a buyer or a seller. So, you know, that's house prices in the inner east and Mornington Peninsula, which have actually grown over the first three months of the year. So it does suggest that Melbourne overall is coming close to the bottom of its price cycle. And what about the unit prices there in Melbourne? We have seen a slightly different um, pace unravel for units across Melbourne. We saw them decline over the first quarter of the year, and it looks like that rate of decline has actually accelerated. So it now means we've seen the third consecutive quarter of decline for unit prices in Melbourne, and that's, that's actually produced the steepest annual fall on record. I'm not convinced that we'll see these conditions uh, last because I think what we've got to consider is the interplay between the rental market and the sales market. And we've got a very tight rental market uh, in Melbourne. You know, the vacancy rate currently in Melbourne is at a record low. And I think, you know, when you look at the rental market, it's heavily dominated by units and apartments. Investors prefer units and apartments. And eventually we will see investors come back into the market, which should help to stabilise unit prices.
All right, well, let's go to Queensland and have a look at the stability there. Have the prices stabilised in Brisbane over the last quarter? Absolutely. And and if I was going to pick any capital city, it would be Brisbane in terms of seeing the biggest shift in market conditions, because we were seeing some deep declines in pricing late last year. And we'd really seen those declines accelerate um, as 2022 unfolded. We've seen a more stabilised environment. House prices more or less flatlined over the March quarter. It actually provided the best outcome since mid of last year. It really um, does showcase that we are seeing overall more balanced conditions coming out now of Brisbane. Um, And even Brisbane unit prices remain much more resilient compared to some of the other capital cities. They also stabilised over the March quarter. It was a very marginal loss, but that loss is three times slower compared to what we were seeing late last year. All right. Well, thank you so much for providing some of the details out of Q1. We will get you back in a couple of days' time because we still have many more areas to discuss with regard to the March quarter. Thank you, Nicola. We'll talk again soon. Thank you. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 